I know it's gonna. This is gonna be a great podcast episode. Let me tell you why. Cause I'm tired. <laughs> I always have great talks when I'm tired. Um, the podcast is called Beyond the Race, and after the races, the question is, what next? What after? What are we gonna do? <laughs> and uh, the concept actually came from very odd. <laughs> but um, I was just kind of backtracking, you know, people that have inspired me and people that have poured in my life, and and I, at the time, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100 honest. Like I was not thinking the advice was or the question was valid. You know, like it was like oh, what I didn't take it well, and the the question was now what. What's next? You know? Now what? But I'm pretty sure the person said, well, now what? You know? So, and I'll tell you what happened. So, for me, I didn't I didn't start off like this fit kid. You know? So, running and activities and all that was just not my thing. I actually remember, you know, um, my parents were stationed in Germany. And uh, so, I must have been in like first grade. And I think they had us run like a mile or something. And I just, I just was horrible. I was like the last person. I remember, I remember being so sad. I don't know if I cried, probably cried. And I remember <laughs> my mom buying me a medal. And uh, it just stuck with me. I remember this this time running with my dad. And, you know, uh, it was like right down the street. Because my parents, they live maybe half a mile away from each other. So we're running down the street, and I'm just like thinking, this is horrible. My dad's like, breathe through your nose. I'm like, this is horrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's horrible. So I was never this super fit kid. And uh, growing up, I just never thought I would achieve anything in phys- being physically fit. I just didn't think fitness was going to be my thing. So um, I think I hit uh, eighth grade. No, seventh grade. Started working out, started walking, and then I, I was I just got sick of walking. I hate walking, so I started running, and then I started running, and I just started dropping weight. And then I started, you know, like dabbling in basketball, and and that was my way actually to connect with my dad, you know. But I didn't first play with my play ball with my dad. I started like with you know kids in the neighborhood, and then this guy, man, this guy. Played, played against him. I think I beat him, you know. I think it was, like, the first adult I, like, beat playing 21 or something like that. And I was like, wow, I guess I'm pretty decent. And I had another friend. He was, like, real, real tall. I beat him. But the the older gentleman that I beat just sold in my life. And uh, I think we played here and there. But, you know, before I even remember playing my dad, I remember playing this guy. And um, it he just sold in my life. And if it wasn't for him sewing into my life there was an altercation that happened later you know in that school year where his stepson tried to attack me with a bat that's a long story i'm not gonna get into that (laughs) but the point of this this uh episode is what's next you know so so for me like once again physical fitness was not my thing and i started to play basketball started getting pretty decent and then um one day I, i play my dad you know so I play him, and he's like, okay, you're solid, you know, you're solid. 
And um, then I started really taking it serious, like, you know, hey, man, I might be able to go to the NBA, you know, like, it's in my brain. And at the time, I, I can't deny that I was I was dabbling into music and art and, you know, and I, I didn't think I'd be a professional artist or anything like that, but I, I was writing since I was like eight years old all the way to then and, and beyond. But, you know, so there, there were a couple of things going on with me. So, but sports, once again, I didn't think that was going to be my thing. So, um, me and my dad play and I think I was in, I was in, I think eighth grade and I almost beat him. Didn't beat him. I almost beat him in eighth grade. I think I caught him off guard. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't really know he was going to be this good. So that's kind of what I think happened. It kind of just shocked him. So he didn't play me for years after that. So it was like, he was like, um, like you were too close. That's kind of how he played it, I think. So he just didn't play me. And um, I think I was in 11th grade. That was the next time I played him. So, I mean, I, I by that time, like I'm jumping out the gym. I can dunk barely, but I'm, I have a crazy vertical. I'm fast, strong. Um, and there's only one move that I know my dad's never seen. So my dad's a great defensive player, amazing offensive player. One move I know he's never seen. And it was a fadeaway. And I've only, I only shot, I've only practiced it like a couple times. And I hit it on one person years ago. But I didn't really think about it. It's not, it was not a normal part of my arsenal, put it like that. So this shot, you know, last last shot I had, you know, I think it was like point point game and everything. And normally my dad will, you know, block my shot. He already knows I'm going to go to the basket. I'm not going to shoot it. Well, in my head it's like I need to do something different, you know. So this fadeaway comes in my head. So, you know, I, I, I think I just kind of try to back him down. And, and do my normal thing. And I just faded back and shot the shot and it went through. And it was like, wow. The world stopped. And everything was like silent. And I'm expecting like my dad to be like, son, you have arrived. <laughs> you are now a man. And my dad says something to me that is, to this moment is profound. Says, uh, now what? <laughs> now what? Now what? Once you've achieved your goals, now what? Now that the race is over, now what? Beyond the race, beyond your success, beyond the glory you're trying to get for yourself, now what? Something I've learned, to, I just don't feel like you can connect a person without connecting God. But the Bible talks about, like, God will not share his glory. You know, like, when you when everything is said and done, it goes to him. And that's something I've seen in, in my life. It's just like, what, then, now what? What is the end of this thing? And what is it worth what I put into it? I've run marathons and... One marathon, and I'm like, oh, I'm done with marathons. I'm done with running. But I continue to run, but I'm not just not running a full marathon. But nevertheless, those medals still, they keep pulling me back in. You know, like, I got one medal when I was young, but I didn't deserve it. And these other medals, I'm like, I, I deserve it. But I still don't feel like 
the reward matches what I put into getting it. And I think that that's life. You work hard and you feel like you should be obtaining, you should obtain more, you should be getting more, but you don't. You get less. And you're wondering, why did I do this? What is it for? You know, so some things are just who we are. I feel like we're built to be a certain way. We have desires that are, that can be good and that can be crippling, you know, desires. And some desires can be bondage and some desires can be, they can transcend and be amazing for other people and can pour into other people's lives because of your abilities or your desires that are that are wholesome but some things can cause you more harm i i i liken this podcast to not just motivational speaking i don't i'm not a motivational speaker i just don't that's not my thing but what i know is necessary is for people to have content that is real, relevant, transparent, and getting someone to the next level. And mentally, if you cannot achieve mental mastery, you're not going further. You know, if you don't know the destination, you're not going further. You're stopping. So after the marathon, do you know that I hated running <laughs> that day I hated running I felt great after that marathon you know I trained hard for that marathon but nevertheless I didn't like running after that you know and after beating my dad I didn't really like basketball anymore it's so weird because I was chasing something that was fleeting something that was not going to stay forever and it was like, I'm chasing this carrot or I'm chasing this prize. And this prize is not what I thought it was. I would have rather chased my dad and not beaten him for five more years than beating him then and then loving the desire to get there to beat him. Because it was almost like when you achieve your goal too fast, then what? And I believe in life, a lot of people achieve their goal too fast, and that hurts them. It's almost like the person who wins a million dollars and then they end up committing suicide, unfortunately. It happens. And it happens mostly because you're not you're not created for that amount of money. You know, like if you're if you're just you're not able to budget ten dollars, how can you budget ten million? You know, if you're ba if you're barely successful with a couple of situations or it doesn't it doesn't have to be money. It's just bad stewardship equals more bad stewardship. Now you're gonna have more friends in your life that aren't really your friends. And now you're going to be a bad steward over that. Our lives are not dictated by things. And that's something I remember my dad just saying, like, son, money is money. You know, people are people. People are more valuable than money. And the greatest resource we have on the planet is, is, is actually people. Because, 
you think about they're putting they're putting money into commercials for what for people to buy things, but people because your dog's not buying things. People have dogs that buy things, you know, so it's people. In this podcast and in this YouTube exploration into why and after the race and beyond the race, we're going to dive into topics that are going to be challenging, you know, that are going to be honest, that are going to be transparent. And we're going to talk about recovery. We're going to talk about all the stuff you know me for. And we're also going to talk about things that you don't know me for. You know, and that's and it's okay, <laughs> and it's okay to go there, and it's okay to to ask questions, and it's okay to message me. I may not message you back, but I may, you know. So I will try to, you know. Like I'm a full time therapist, and there's a lot going on with me. So I want to be transparent, I want to be honest, and I want to be above all that relevant. And it's not like I just want to force relevancy. I, I just want to want to force this. Want to force to be relevant? No, it's not about force. It's about necessity. It's it's a necessity for me to continue to grow, to develop, and to teach, um, to have, to pour into others. And I feel like as a society, we're missing that, pouring into others, being a father to the fatherless, you know. So I'm not just focusing on strictly therapy here far as physical but mental as well and 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 I'm praying for you guys I want to see your best I want to see my best you know and I've failed many times and I've gone up and down and I've yo-yoed and I've not been happy and I've not been content and and some of it's okay and some of it's not and the biggest thing is having a rhythm in life and knowing when that break needs to come and that's as an athlete, you need a, what I call it, a season. Everyone needs a season. You need a peak time of your year that you're performing at an elite level. And you need another part of the year where you are recovering. Your focus is recovery. And you're, throughout the year, you should be focusing on recovery. And the way I explain it is output, output out of activity and input in of recovery. You, if they're not both synchronized and balanced, you're not you're not going to fulfill your full potential. So, it's it's enough games, it's enough excuses. We have to move forward, and and get it, and and understand that what's what's beyond the race, what is beyond, what's on the other side. And I love I love the scripture when Jesus says, you know, we're going to the other side. Number one, he's telling you, I've already given you the information, I've already said it. You know, like it's almost like you don't trust <laughs> that you're going to the side. The one who wrote everything, you know, wrote all things in existence, spoke all things in existence, and is the word of God said, Hey, you're going to the side. And then um, um, everyone's doubting it, you know. But in life, you're not going to be here forever. So what are what are you doing now, and why are you not going to the other side? And when you get there, then what? What are you gonna do then? And that is like that's like the epiphany. <laughs> that's like the it's like it's 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 the apex. You know, you're like, what is? I'm here now. What? 
And that's why I brought that story with my dad. It's like, man, I beat this. The, for one, number one, like my dad was amazing at basketball. So he wasn't he wasn't just like this Rudy Pooh basketball player. The dude, he had played with some pro athletes and pro basketball players. And everywhere I went, he was the best. He wasn't like the number two guy. And I'm talking like gritty places, wherever we went. And I barely could play. And people would be like, man, where's your dad? All the time, everywhere. So it used to make me sick. You know, I'm like balling in my head out of the gym, but I never competed with him. So he was like the Michael Jordan of basketball to me. So when I beat him, it was like, now what? I didn't know. I I stopped playing basketball, you know? And the same thing with music, the same thing with art, the same thing once every time I achieve something great. And I was like, I just, I'm there. And it's like, now what? And, and that question is so amazing because I believe my dad was trying to say, like, it's not, a, it's, it's really not about winning. It's about who you are. And if who you are, if you are a winner, you will continue to win. But winners lose. Winners lose. And they don't like it. And, and it's okay to not like it. But it's also okay to reevaluate and move forward and assess where you are and who you are in the after. When you're not fast enough anymore, you're not the fast guy anymore, now what? What are you going to do when you're not fast? What are you going to do when your kid beats you? Because, <laughs> like, my dad, I'm thinking he's probably thinking the same thing. Like, my son just beat me, now what for me, you know? Well, if I, if, I, if I could do it all over again, he said, now what? Now I'd be like, I'm going to beat you again. <laughs> That's what I would say. I didn't say that. I was like, man, I'm done. You know, like I didn't want to lose them after that, but I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that, that next level fire. And I remember I played this kid, man, years ago, probably about three years ago. And I, I'm not going to sit there in front. The kid is, was amazing, but I think he was like in 11th grade and he hit me in my chest and said, you don't want it. He's like, you don't want it. And I was like, what? It was like disrespectful. I'm like, dude, I'm like. I'm like the age of your dad. You were coming to me like, you're a kid. You're in high school. But the dude was cold. I, I'm not going to deny he was cold. But it, it showed me like, wait a minute. You know, like, there, there are people in your life that are going to come and test you to push you to the next level. And there's a topic I want to deal with, with motivation and, and, and encouragement on a, to be at an elite level. You don't make it to an elite level by yourself. You need someone else. If you're a great offensive player, you need a great defensive player to help you. You know, you need someone to be like, I'm not going to let you just cross me over with a weak dribble, you know, with weak handles. So you need, as an offensive player, you're going to need to tighten up those, those ball handling skills because I'm going to strip you. And if this guy defensively doesn't do that, this offensive guy, he may be the best shooter in the gym. But he can't get to his places. He can't get to his spots because he can't dribble. So he needs to tighten up on his dribble. You need two people in the in the dance. You know, you need two people to get you there. You know, so it, 
a team is more than just one person. It's, it's not. It's not one person. A team is beyond one person. There are multiple people in a team, and basketball is not, you know, like a, a one person sport. But the same thing in fitness, the same thing in life. If you're trying to get to an elite level, you don't do it by yourself. You need someone else to help you. You need someone else to push you and to keep you accountable. And you also need someone to tell you, what's next? You know, you got me that time. Okay, well, what's next? What else are you going to do? Don't stop there. You know, and that's something like, I I have failed so many times and I just get up and I'm like, okay, well, let's do it again. Even to this day, I feel like I should be like Kenyan fast. I'm not, you know, but it's still, it, it irritates me that I'm not. And I believe one day I will be Kenyan fast and I'm not Kenyan. I'm actually like Nigerian. So it's, <laughs> it's my blood test. It's all DNA, you know? So, but, um, maybe there's some Kenyan in there, man, because I run a lot, you know, and I ran 366 days and I talked about it, but I know a lot about running and as a therapist I deal with runners and athletes and all types of people and in every movement you need to have control and that's something about running that I see is very consistent where people don't have control and what I mean by that is they're they're horrible walkers that run you know if you walk bad you run bad and it just kind of points to not knowing where you are in movement and you can't separate the mind, the body, and the soul. So in movement, what you're dealing with physically, you're dealing with mentally. And the way I like to, or in spiritually, the way I like to always like put it is, if you're mentally tired, it doesn't matter if you're physically able and capable. If you're mentally tired, you're done. If you are physically tired and mentally you're just going to have the most amazing day. You're in it. You know, like I've been tired and I'm like, enjoy so much joy. You know, I'm just so tired. I just, oh, I'm going to go to sleep and I love it. You know, I love I love that movie. Of, uh, you know, I'll stay up as long as I can, you know, or whatever. Like just being around certain people. I just love hanging around you. I'll stay up. I'm so tired. So being physically drained and mentally engaged puts you in a whole different place now what what's after the race what's after the physical drain or the mental drain what do you do 